to pets. My name is Jennifer Dowd, Inside Sales and Marketing Representative, and I'm here with Todd Steen, our nutritionist here at ProTrition, and we're going to discuss rabbits and guinea pigs. So Todd, thank you for being here with us today. Thanks. Thanks for letting me be here. We're going to dive on in. We're going to go into the nutritional needs of rabbits. So can you tell us a little bit about those nutritional needs? I know they're really high in forage, but what else is there to learn? Well, when you start there, you start with the digestive system of the rabbit, which very coincidentally is similar, maybe not exactly the same, but it's similar to that of a horse. So we always call the horse a post-gastric fermenter, meaning that the fermentation, the digestion of the fiber sources are post in the, uh, in the anatomy of the digestive system is post the stomach meaning that the foodstuffs have to pass through the stomach and through some of the intestines to be able to get to the cecum, the where it's fermented. And then it reacts very similar to the way our horses digest. So the animal is able to take very good energy uh, sources from the, uh, from the fibrous material, the forage that, that the animal would be consuming. And there's also some protein that would be, that would be available to that animal as well. So when we think of it and start start putting our, our understanding what the digestive system does gives us an idea about, okay, well, what's important for the animal, what types of feeds does to meet the requirements that the animal would have. So most feeds that you would offer to rabbits are going to be considered a complete feed, meaning that the forage or roughage is already built into the particular product. And if you wanted to offer some forage, that's okay. You don't want to offer a whole lot, just a, just a little bit, which is actually, I think, really is kind of a good thing for the animal to, animal to have a little bit of long stem fiber. If you look on our tags, you will notice that we mentioned that, that it is a complete feed, and that uh, forage, if you wanted to offer it, it's okay. One thing that I do want to call out on our tags is we do mention that alfalfa is suitable, but let's be careful about that. And the reason why is because alfalfa typically will have a high calcium concentration. And the rabbit is very, very good in its efficiency of calcium digestion. So overfeeding calcium can be a problem for the animal. So having too much alfalfa could theoretically add too much calcium to the diet and predispose the animal uh, to, to kidney stones or, you know, urethrotract uh, impediment. Um, from a protein perspective, uh, the, the complete feed should be pretty close to a 16%. Uh, we want to make sure that we catch all of the requirements for all the different life cycles from go ranging from the buck, keeping him in good shape all the way to the doe, uh, from a, from a gestation perspective. And then of course that kindling, uh, that we want to make sure that she's ready. And then of course lactation. Uh, so we want to have plenty of protein to be able to, to get there. Uh, calcium, uh, that I had made mention, 
about really doesn't need to be in a real, real high amount. We think less than about 0.25% of the overall diet uh, is, is, is a pretty much a maximum. Really don't need to go any more than that, particularly if you're going to offer a little bit of alfalfa. Now, you mentioned we do have a feed with co-op and that it is a complete feed for rabbits, correct? Yes, ma'am, that's correct. It is a considered an all-in-one. Uh, I do think that it is a good thing uh, to offer a little bit of forage just to be safe. Uh, my personal preference would be some type of a grass. Uh, nothing wrong with the alfalfa other than, the, you know, the calcium, but I think just some grass. Timothy is a very, very excellent uh, excellent choice for uh, supplementing a complete feed. Good deal, good deal. Now, if somebody were to look at this feed and say, oh, I can feed this to my guinea pig, is that a good idea? Not really a good idea. Um, uh, the guinea pig is always list, is lumped in as a small animal, as a pet animal. Um, the one real big difference is the requirement the guinea pig has for vitamin C. Now, the rabbit in and of itself, because of the cecum, uh, because of that fiber digestion that the animal gets in the cecum and, and what is available for absorption, vitamin C is taken care of. The animal produces it itself. And most forage-consuming, uh, fermenting-type animals have that. Uh, B vitamins uh, generally are produced. Vitamin C, of course, would be another vitamin. Humans, on the other hand, do have a direct uh, requirement for vitamin C, as some other species, uh, monkeys, bats, uh, and along with the guinea pigs. So even though most most uh, rabbit feeds will have some complement of B vitamins, none will have vitamin C added, and that will be very imperative to the to the guinea pig. So you really wouldn't want to do that. You want to have something specific. Uh, to the guinea pig. It's very interesting. So in terms of, since we talked about feeding and the feeding program, what are some care topics that you want to discuss that might be important when setting up a cage and that sort of thing? Well, make sure you've got some clean bedding. Uh, and, and really keeping the animal clean is a good thing. Um, one of the practices that rabbits have uh, that they derive a lot of good uh, nutrition from is the animal is uh, does practice coprophagy, which coprophagy uh, is um, the animal will consume some of its droppings. And generally speaking, at night or when the animal is is quiet in, in a way, they will uh, excrete some specific types of their of their feces that would be very nutritious for the animal to consume, and the animal will do that. However, you still want to keep that cage, you still want to keep the environment very clean. And particularly if you're if you're in a breeding situation, particularly when it's time to kindle, you want to make sure that that is a clean environment and that you have a little box there for the animal that has plenty of room for her to get around, to turn around, I should say, and plenty of plenty of room for the for the young babies, uh, as most folks may or may or maybe maybe some don't know, but the animal is is born basically with nothing. It's completely helpless and has no fur. And the interesting thing about the doe is that she will pull fur 
and to keep the to keep the babies warm until they grow their own. And uh, had a couple, and, you know, I don't know, ten days, couple of weeks, whenever that process may may be. Uh, the the animals uh, can breed within a seven week period after candling. Most people will want to leave the baby's on before weaning at about eight weeks. Some people go to 10. Eight weeks, I think, is probably normal. So before you wean the animal, you could theoretically uh, expose that doe and have her rebred. Gestation, of course, is is very short with rabbits, um, approximately 28, 30 days, roughly. So it goes pretty, their gestation period is is very short. However, I think that it's probably a good idea not to have more than four litters a year, um, uh, just simply to be able to, from maintaining that type of production uh, uh, with them could be, you know, could could require lots of nutrition, you know, be a big, pretty big nutrient drain to her. So uh, it, it, it could be done, but I think it's best to not not exceed four litters per year. Um, bucks in and of themselves uh, uh, are are maybe easier to maintain simply because of the they don't have the nursing factor you know sorting there. One of the things that we want to make sure of is obesity with rabbits is not a good thing, particularly with bucks and also with with the does. Um, uh, obesity has a tendency to lower the activity rates and so some of the libido that you would have with bucks and some of the potential breedings that you might have with the does could be impaired from that so uh really don't want to get them too too heavy would this obesity come from more feeding treats and sort of thing or just overfeeding and not knowing what to feed your particular rabbit i think it's probably both i think uh uh sometimes when uh, the doe is nursing we put her a lot of feed out there for her, and then when she gets on the lower side of her lactation per- persistency, we're still maintaining that high level of caloric intake, and sometimes that can predispose it, uh, maybe overfeeding too much during gestation, and the animal really never gets a chance to, to really to lose that body condition or anything, particularly with bucks and making sure their activity uh, level. So that can, that can cause obesity. And of course, the treats are a good thing. We all want to, we all want to give them treats and everything, which, which in a lot of cases is is a good thing. And I would suggest uh, uh, right before kindling, uh, the female will her feed intake will basically go to nothing. And so, if you offered her a small treat that might help her nibble or help her take a little bit of energy in, is not necessarily a a bad thing. So treats can be good, but it can also be overdone. So we talked a lot about feed. What's a water intake like? Water intake is going to be extremely important. We had mentioned earlier regarding the efficiencies that we have with calcium. And if we happen to be a little over on calcium, the animal's very good to try to excrete it and what have you. Well, water intake is going to be very, very important there because we want to make sure we have plenty of water to be able to flush that. If water intake goes down, then the opportunity for all that calcium to precipitate uh, 
particularly within the urethras and what have you, is, is going to go up. Water is a very inexpensive nutrient, so keeping it clean and fresh is very, very important, and it's uh, not costly. That's right. That's right. So in terms of illnesses that the rabbits or guinea pigs might get, what are some things that are really good to think about in terms of getting your rabbits or your guinea pigs home and what precautions you can take from getting illnesses? The rabbit in itself is a very nervous uh, creature simply by design. And so keeping them quiet, keeping keeping things surrounding is going to be very important, particularly for the new owner and what have you, to, uh, to keep it in a very stable, quiet environment that will help prevent any of the stress loads because the animal will take some stress. When you add stress to the animal, some of the disease type things uh, increase. So enteritis is a big thing that we want to try to prevent and try to keep going. So we want to make sure that we keep our feed intakes very consistent and there and making sure that, you know, that uh, they are consuming enough fiber, uh, but keeping them quiet, particularly if she, if the doe is in gestation, particularly, particularly if the young weanling, uh, rabbit, you want to keep her quiet, keep things quiet and keep the stress level down very to a very minimal. Well, Todd, I think that's all we have for you today. We thank you for joining us. If you have any questions or would like to ask Todd about guinea pigs or rabbits and the nutritional needs that they require, feel free to call the co-op and we will set you up. Thank you.